0: tell you this we ain't done yet howdy and welcome back to the ineligibles podcast I'm Will Stone he is Chase Caldwell and we are joined by a very special guest today Uh, some may know him as RCBO5 on Twitter Uh, it's Robert Behrens ladies and gentlemen Uh, Robert it's a pleasure to have you on
1: absolutely guys glad to be here (laughs)
0: yeah very very excited to have you
2: and and one thing i would love to uh do um i'll I'll work on this throughout the episode but uh i want to give a give a shout out to uh you were probably one of our very first fans before the podcast even existed um i sent will a an idea of what okay here's kind of what i'm thinking for the logo and will's like well, let me send it around and see if we can get any ideas. And you helped us with the logo, gave us tips, and then <laughs> then I put together the, the
0: finished product. And we've it just went bananas on Photoshop. <laughs> we,
2: we've had a uh, we've we've had a tweet just like waiting to send out for so long. The, the how it started, how it's going, tweet, you know, <laughs> uh, of, like what
1: the first logo looked like versus this one. But um, and, and I saw like because Will sent it to me, and, like, and I I made some tweaks and I told him I said, well, I was like. I made it different. I'm not sure I actually made it any better, but here you go. But, you know.
2: <laughs> well, we appreciated it. Like I said, you've been a supporter since day zero, not even yeah. day one. So um, we appreciate it and love to have you on. And and uh, I feel like we're kindred spirits in some ways.
1: So we'll we'll get into that yeah, as the episode goes on. I'm just uh, shocked that my, my first appearance is not anything uh, uniform related.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it was, more on that it was later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it was okay. an idea we had in the off season but uh yes. we might save that for next off season. Yeah. <laughs> um after we're we're we're, we're, we're uh, celebrating a, a championship. So um I I guess I, I, my first question for Robert is um it's like you've been in the Aggie Twitter sphere for quite a bit. Uh, you've done some great work for uh, good bull hunting. Um I guess like, like, like how have you gotten to the point you're at now? Does it feel weird that you uh I feel like you have a pretty strong voice within the within Aggie Twitter?
1: Yeah, I mean I mean, you're right that I've been, on, I think I've been on Twitter about nine years now. So, I mean, it's not even as long as some people. Um, right. But it definitely is, I mean, just social media in general is a weird thing. Anytime you feel like you have any kind of notoriety on there because, you know, because you're, like, you're always like, it's not real. Like when I put down my phone, <laughs> it's just me, my wife, and my son. When I go to the grocery store, no one's stopping me to, you know, ask me questions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but, but yes, like it's... Um, you know, A, I guess it's something that I have a lot of fun with. So that's why I do it. I don't do it for to get followers or to get anything else. It's just it's always been, I love talking about Aggie football. I love ragging on the Longhorns or, you know, or ragging on, on other fan bases. So it's just always been something that I enjoyed. Um, right. And what was actually crazy was how much it's blown up, honestly, just in the past like year. Um, and a lot of that started with, um, I think, the whole Texas and you to the SEC thing. Yeah, um, really. Yeah, like, and, and it's one of those where I mean, I, I think I gained like a ton of Longhorn followers, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you kind of take the good with the bad. But, um, but yeah. I don't like, it, but it kind of just started like snowballing. And I think there's, I mean, I don't know like the algorithms or the math to it, but I think there's like just some kind of like critical mass thing of like once you reach like a certain number of followers, and then like you know, your following's big enough that like anytime you tweet anything you know, it does numbers and more people see it and you get more followers and it's just kind of. Sure. Uh, right.
0: Well, I think, yeah,
1: uh, like people are joking me all the time that they're like, it's like, you like, you said this like throwaway tweet that wasn't even funny. And I got a thousand likes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, I
1: can't explain it. Anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think big game boomer put you on one of his lists. So, um, yeah. uh, it, yeah. it wouldn't shock me. If you got some, some. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, uh, like that guy just tweets out, uh, just lists that he made in like m s paint and um it, it just it, it, it gets a lot of, of of interaction on Twitter it does numbers every time it it always well, does numbers and
1: one thing he does also that, like that I've just noticed in the past month is um I think last week he put out his final s e c predictions, and so so he'll tag a bunch of like s e c accounts in the tweet just to try to you know get traction on it and well and I was one of those. Um, but what it means is that every time someone replies to that tweet, you're getting.
2: Oh no! <laughs> it's funny. So like,
1: so that was just like I think um you know I and I'd been like away for a couple hours over the weekend. Like and I check into Twitter and it's just like you're just like scrolling. Like it's just a bunch of people talking about Mississippi State. You know, and, <laughs> yeah, you that's know. that's
2: hilarious. Uh, his 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 Twitter just cracks me up just because like he'll just he he puts just random rankings out there oh, yeah. that you know is there's it's just what he feels like putting everybody and people will retweet it and then people will argue it back and forth like it, it just oh it's it's so it, dumb. it just cracks me up like <laughs> yeah. ha, how much of a following he really has on that but um, and then, yeah.
1: yeah and you're right, like some of it you know sometimes you're like okay i think he like made some of this intentionally bad just to get conversation going oh, but then there's sure. things where it's like he, he'll do like the top like 50 special teams coaches in college football. And you're like, there's no way this guy has an opinion on, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's like having that was just like Googling who these names are.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, um, I, uh, I guess I've been following you for a very long time for Throughout different, I've had multiple different Twitters through the years, like uh, in different accounts, and for a while I didn't. I, I wanted an anonymous Twitter, just you know, um, just in case. Yeah, and, that was me and, for a long
1: time too. I, I only put my name and face on there like a couple of years ago.
2: Actually, it seemed like I remember you making that switch and all of that, but yeah, um, believe it or not, and and you'll probably believe it, but you and String both have like had. Had an impact on things that we would do in the equipment room back whenever I was still a student, like (laughs) y'all would tweet stuff out and we'd be like, Oh, Hey, we should, we should mess with like, we used to, we used to have a lot more fun with the TAMU equipment Twitter than, than they have in the recent years. But We used to intentionally like put something, we had this silver helmet for the longest time that we just put an a and m decal on and we would put it in the background of a photo and it would just go crazy on (laughs) texags you know (laughs) and like we we did all kinds of stuff just intentionally but we would we would like i I remember one time we we tweeted a picture of us holding a helmet that was just a fake you know helmet mock-up helmet that we had made up and we tweeted it and then deleted it within thirty seconds. Oh my god! <laughs> you talk about it. it went just chaos online. That's only was a 10 so page fun, on you know. tech sags. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah but that, <laughs> as much as like,
1: I appreciate like from a just you know, principle standpoint, how Jimbo's really streamlining the uniforms, and it's like that's not really the focus anymore. You know, it's just about yeah. your home, your road, and that's it. Like. I do miss those days of, like, when, you know, like, like, y'all would tease something, or, you know, we'd randomly have, like, just the, like, the game day, like, bomb that we were yeah. something new like, that was so much fun.
2: Oh, it was, yeah. it was, it was a lot of fun on the other end, too, you know, because we, we would know what's coming, but we're like, oh, <laughs> man, like, people are gonna get so excited about this, and, like, y'all's, y'all's push for the, the script Aggies has, yeah. has really, like, oh, made yeah. it to where, you know, Montana will, like, intentionally make script Aggie stuff, and I'm like, I'm like, "Hey, you got to send this out to to people though." You know. And I'll mess yeah. with no, it's not
1: like I you know, they ever found like, you know, like this year a bunch of the guys have it on their like their back plates on their shoulder pads.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh definitely caught on and and uh it, it's funny because you know, being now that I'm just a fan, I'm not not part of the group. I just still know all the guys. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's funny to see it from this side because I'll I'll see something in Tex Montana like are we doing something like this and just won't receive a text back? And I'm like, man, I'm part of the crowd now. Like, I, I don't know anymore. And, uh, but it was so much fun. Like, cause you would think being just a fan, you're like, oh, they'll, they'll never see that this is something that we like or whatever. And we would be sitting in the equipment room, like, oh man they really like the script aggies hey hey tweet that tweet that video that guy with the script
1: aggies you know (laughs) (laughs) just to get them going you know yeah stuff like that all the time i can't tell you how many times where it's like whereas like maybe they're like they were teasing that something was coming up where i i would send a dm to matt watson you know just trying to be like hey it's like we're in the trust tree like just you and me like what's, what's going on he was i he was always like always responded back but he was very much always like you know i can't tell you
2: yeah you know i'm not about to tell you this (laughs) Uh. (laughs) you're in Um, my trust tree though so if i if i know anything i'll share it with you how about that yeah yeah
0: but uh no i I think it's cool to see how um how aggie twitter has evolved over the years and even like when i was in college i was like man like like between you know rcb05 string cuppy cup and all those guys i'm like even if we stunk like football would still be fun because these guys are so funny <laughs> like, oh my god! Like, like some of the effort that goes into the tailgate and things like that
1: with me i think it's more like the humor is almost like a defense mechanism like i think i'm funnier <laughs> when we suck <laughs> yeah because like, you know when like when we're good like you're just you're happy and you just want to talk about football but you know and like when, when the team's not doing as well as when you're trying to start being like okay like how can i like poke fun at this so it doesn't feel so bad you know yeah
2: yeah. oh man your uniforms every year when you do like bowl game uniforms and stuff that was just always absolutely funny this past
1: year i like i was like (laughs) just from that perspective i was actually somewhat relieved whenever we backed out of the bowl game just because i was sitting there like thinking about like what i would do for a fake bowl uniform and i was like it's a bowl we've gone to before against a team we've played before in the past five years i was like i have no good ideas (laughs) 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 that's
0: good um i guess before we get into the rest of the show uh is there anything you got cooking up at good bull hunting Uh, is there any uh new additions to the tailgate
1: um well this is good a place to talk about it as any uh we've actually sunset the tailgate this year so oh no it's bye bye, um, yeah, and and I mean that's mostly just because um, I mean it's like virtually everyone that kind of originally started on it um, isn't with the side anymore. Just everyone's kind of growing up. Everyone has you know just just bigger jobs. They've gotten married. They've got kids. Just you know, guys can't right. do the same things they used to do. So so it's gone gone to the wayside. Um, the good news is um, you know we still got some cool stuff going. Um, String is you know is taking a, a bigger role with us this year. Or so is Jay Arnold. Um, so, so Jay's, cool. cool stuff he's working on. Um, I'm doing kind like kind of a cousin of the tailgate, I would say, um, where it's it's still very different, but it's but it's all me. So it's it, it really puts the like kind of the graphic in the graphical preview. The, the tailgate you know yeah. talked about so i and that it's like there is no text whatsoever it's all just a graphic so <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um yeah. so you like so if you're someone that was really familiar with the tailgate you'll still see some like remnants of like the tailgate that that works its way in there uh but that's gonna be dropping on wednesday so so i'm excited about that and see how that can kind of evolve to see season yeah i, I always,
2: always enjoy like, the tailgate always and i always like, enjoy you know, the...
1: stuff you know on there and you see what works i'm a big fan
2: of the tailgate i'm a big fan of of the all caps preview both of those always always get me excited
0: yeah no doubt hey chase am i frozen or are you frozen
2: i'm i'm not i'm or well i don't know am i on you
0: i think you're good oh uh, i'm back all, all right yeah we lost you for
2: a minute <laughs> yeah, sorry about
0: that. crisis averted yeah. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Great drama. <laughs> well, that's as good a segue as any, um, to uh get us on over to the hurry up. Um week zero this past weekend, uh not a ton of marquee games, but um I thought some interesting storylines. Um I don't know if you guys have any, any takeaways. I mean, I know that the game everyone talked about,
1: you know, most was certainly the Nebraska Northwestern, but for me, like the biggest shocker was Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah, just because I mean I know it's Hawaii and you know like, and it's week zero, so you never know how much you can take away. But I just I didn't think Vanderbilt knew how to score fifty six points.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and Yeah, you know, like I know was, like some of that was defense, was, but they're
1: doing something right.
0: Yeah, and like early on, I think I was on the I was on the phone with Chase, and like um, he like uh I got him in on the Texas pick 'em, like right before that game started, and he took Vanderbilt, and like first drive, Hawaii scores a long touchdown. And I'm like. Man, like I don't know, it's, yeah. it's not looking so good, but there's 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 still a lot of game left. <laughs> and uh, and Vanderbilt came back and just and just, put on, just, just, just put it on in the rest of the game. And yeah. uh, it was uh, it was definitely impressive from a team that lost to uh, you know East Tennessee State last year and yeah. um, you know, it's kind of been a bottom feeder, but um who knows, you know, they, they may make some noise in the east now. It, it,
1: they might even win an SEC game this year. They might. <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, the question really is, you know, for the for the anchor down group out there, um does Vanderbilt play better in the ocean? Because maybe it's just that they're landlocked in the Southeastern Conference that they just play terrible here. And uh, maybe they need to move to play in Hawaii and play in just coastal teams, you
1: know? a
0: lot of sense. (laughs) I think Tennessee Stadium is on the river. So if that game is in Knoxville this year, look out. (laughs) I need to see that breakdown
1: of like, Vanderbilt's record in, your know, like, landlocked versus coastal states. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That'd be a good one for the tailgate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: From a, uh, a uniform standpoint, um, are, are you guys uh, upset with, with Vanderbilt's recent change in logo? Great
1: question, uh, Will. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, because I loved
1: I, – how I, do you – I, I love that, like, the star with the V. I thought that was classic. And the anchor
2: – how do you beat that? Why, yeah. why would you ever not have that on your helmet if
1: if you're Vanderbilt? Like, it makes no sense. Go back to a regular stripe. No, thank you. And um, you know? and Chase, maybe you know this. Like, did they did the whole thing? Like, where is the academic logo and the athletic logo now the same thing?
2: Oh, um, I don't know.
1: Because I know a lot of places do that now. It's like where they come out with a new logo. And it's kind of instead of now having this one for athletics and this one for the academic side, it's just like one unified brand. And I think yeah. – I. I want to say that's what they did, but I'm not sure. But either way, like, yeah, it was definitely a downgrade just because
2: yeah,
1: my, uh, it's just so generic.
0: My, uh,
2: uh, what do you call that? graduation cap was out of rebellion because, um, it, it was right whenever we changed to put the block ATM on our logo. And so I, oh, yeah. I was angry and just painted the old, old, <laughs> Not my seal is what I, I would say back then, you know. Yeah,
0: so. long long live the T Star. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a shame because, like, I, I really liked Vanderbilt's all whites. Uh, it's just the logo is such a downgrade. Like, if they had, you know, kept the helmet and, and all that the same and just, you know, done an all white uniform, it would have looked slick. But um, and if
2: they, if they would just put the new, the new V within the star, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, but and bring but back just, the anchor, just the V with the stripe. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah. That's the coolest. That is the coolest helmet decal that anybody has ever done in college football, and you got rid of it. Come on now.
0: I also liked uh, Hawaii's uniforms. Um, it was real yeah. simple, but uh, looked like more like more of a throwback. Um, the I don't know how to describe what I'm talking about here, but um, like the letters in Hawaii kind of like made like a yeah. It was I guess like an the, it was like an arch, yeah. Like yeah, uh, yeah. it wasn't just straight across. It kind of like went in, like in an arch across the chest and. Uh, It was a Mm -hmm. cool look, Um, and I thought that was going to be a competitive game there for a bit, but um, got out of hand there in the second half. (laughs) Um, uh, I'll I'll go a different direction for mine um, because like Vanderbilt obviously is is a big one, Um, but I thought I thought UConn was significant. Um, They've been just so so bad the last few years. Like we talked bad about UMass on here a few weeks ago, and like UConn's been that level, like just absolute dumpster fire. Like, do they even want to play football anymore, or play at this level anymore? And they got, you know, Jim Moore Jr. as head coach, and he, you know, they they didn't go in Utah State and win the game, but you know, that's a good team, and it was close, and like they were playing hard. And if if you're a UConn fan, which there's probably not very many, but if you are one, you know, (laughs) that's got to make you happy to see that. (laughs) Oh yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, should maybe whenever we if if we ever have just a terrible turnout, that'll that'll we'll refer to that as like UTAM was playing U-tab. this weekend, you know, because <laughs> UMass, UConn, we're, we're on with them, the University of Texas A&M. UTEP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's jump into um, this week, what everybody wants to hear about, right? It's, uh, it's college football's back. I mean, it, it, technically it was back this past weekend, but it's back in full force in a few days.
0: Full force. Oh so. yeah
1: yeah yeah. because i mean like you guys said like it was it was there was college football that happened last weekend but you know this weekend we're gonna have college game day that's not via zoom yeah uh, you know and it's like and you're gonna just kind like start starting thursday friday saturday sunday you know so you're gonna have just like you know power five games at the wazoo like the entire weekend which you know that's that's what we're here for uh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and even just like anything A and M aside, um, and I'm sure you guys agree, it's just, just having like waking up on Saturday and just knowing you're gonna have the TV on the entire day with football on is, uh, yeah, just such a welcome return. Oh, <laughs> have have you guys it.
0: seen the uh, the new YouTube TV feature with the four screens?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have. I'm de- yeah, I'm awesome. definitely
0: planning on trying that out in in, in short order.
1: No, I I feel like I'm like, I I can't deal with that much distraction like i'll like hop back (laughs) perfect between two games but i feel like i need to just have like one game at a time because otherwise i just like if i try to watch four i'm just not watching any of them right
2: oh man i i was so upset because um i'm going to we're going to disney world and we fly in october 8th um and so i Mm -hmm. i told my planner i was like Get me the earliest flight in Orlando because I want to be sitting watching the game whenever we play Bama. Like, <laughs> there's that's a non-negotiable for me. But you know they have the ESPN Sports Bar there on Boardwalk. That's like uh, a big like sports bar. They have all kinds of TVs, and I'm like, that's where I, I want to be there to watch that game. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, it, it's still closed and, and for COVID. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So now I'm just gonna be holed up in my hotel room just sitting there watching the game on my
1: bed and just getting all excited but yeah (laughs) yeah
2: yeah Yeah, um you
1: might be able to at least get like like the hotel bar or something yeah yeah exactly (laughs) finding one other person that cares about the game although although in retrospect the only times that
2: we've beaten bama have been times that i was sitting by myself in a room um because the the first time i had injured my foot and i had a a uh a flat tire so i was just at firestone as they're changing my my tire for me and i'm watching this game by myself with my foot up on there with <laughs> some ice on it it was miserable but then last year i i did something i i hurt my hurt my knee or something and so I was in the Letterman's lounge at the game, like oh, just yeah. in the lounge, just watching it on TV. <laughs> yeah.
1: I will tell you like one thing that I think, um, I mean, Twitter especially has kind of changed as far as my game watching habits was used to, you know, either if I was, I, either I was at the game or if it was like a big game, then I was like, I wanted to like get people together, either going to a sports bar or like having people over or whatever. Yeah. But you know, nowadays, like if I'm not actually at the stadium, I am more than content, even like in a huge game, to be like sitting like on my couch by myself just with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if nothing else, because you know, if you get too many people there like watching the game, especially if it's a lot of people that like they don't care as much as you do, right? In fact, you get like the Super Bowl effect of like half of them like aren't even watching the game, like oh, yeah. so, and then like you can't hear the announcers, and then then I'm having to like filter my reaction because you have people that like you know if you are basically going to question your sanity if yeah. you react the way you actually want start to. judging you <laughs> yes
2: well and that's what what i've learned i'm i think i'm oh and five now on watch parties at my house i told and, Brittany that the other day uh it's it's it is miserable because <laughs> when when we lose it's just like my whole day is just shot and i i don't want to see anybody i just want to sulk you know in the corner and when you have 10 or 15 people at your house after you lose and they're like, all right, well, what, what game's coming on next? And it's like, leave
0: y'all, <laughs> yeah. everybody, you're no longer everybody welcome out of here. Sight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And like, uh, like every game we've watched it at, at, y- at y'all's place has been like a blowout. Uh, yeah, it was like 2019 LSU, 2020 Bama, um, old Miss last season <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, a few weeks ago Brittany was trying to to plan like one of the away games she's like oh like, we can go s- watch it at the Caldwells I was like I don't know if we can <laughs> like, there's some bad juju
1: nope nope not allowed to over here <laughs> yeah, you need you need to like have everyone over for like app state and just kind of like reset things you know yeah
2: that's that's a good thought kind of uh, you know, as then if we lose the app state uh, nobody yeah, that, will ever forgive me that's true I that
0: could some... be playing the fire yeah yeah i'd I feel better about umass oh <laughs> uh, well um are there any um like, like, as we get into the season, like, are there any kind of big storylines outside of A&M that, 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 that are, are have piqued y'all's interest? Um, like, uh, it, it can be playoff, it can be anything, you know, like, is there any, anything specific out there, you know, outside of the Aggies?
1: Um, my big thing, if we want to just jump into playoffs, I feel like that's where everything yeah, sure eventually. Um, my kind of, like, hot take, um, and it's not, like, insane, but just, you know, a little bit, like left of the norm is like is i really think i think byu is going to make some noise this year as a playoff contender only because i think they were 10 and 2 last year they're like one of the top teams in the country as far as returning production um and like most importantly they have the schedule to yeah press people enough to like if they do run the table be a legit contender because you know they play notre dame they play baylor they play uh arkansas i think there's one I think they might play Oregon. Um, I mean, so it's a legit, like if they went 12 and 0, like it's hard to question the legitimacy of that team. Um, Sure. And that'd be a really fun story, especially with them then jumping into the big 12 next season.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And I'm pretty sure their quarterback, uh, I think, I think Jaron Hall is like a, like a draft prospect, like a, like he's been getting some, some, some first round, second round love for the NFL. So um, that's, that's a, that's a that's a that's a great pick. Yeah. That's a very interesting story. More than anything, uh, I just
1: want to create the narrative that the Big Twelve is upgrading by. <laughs> <heck it> up. <laughs>
0: You'd have two recent playoff participants.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the the other big game that they're playing this year is Oregon. Um, nice. Yeah, you hit all the other ones, but I I. I tend to agree with you on on BYU. I, I think uh, they're poised for a good um, year because they do play some some really good teams. There again, <clears throat> Baylor, Oregon, Notre Dame, those three teams, and Arkansas for that matter, all four of those teams are going to be really good teams yeah. this year. And so it's four ranked uh, teams that that's a that's a tough matchup. But there again, I guess you could argue that well they have four. Big games, and then the rest of them are kind of, eh. yeah.
0: but um. That's how Notre Dame is every year. So,
2: <laughs> I I definitely think though that BYU coming into the the Big Twelve, they're they're going to make some noise there. You oh, know, for sure. and I, and I agree with you actually that I do think that they're upgrading by adding BYU yeah. <laughs> at but, least right now.
1: And this is also like this is a year where I feel like I mean it's kind of true everywhere, but especially in I feel like the like the SEC West and then the entire big 12 where I just have no idea where anyone's going to finish. Yeah. Like, like, because again, like the SEC West, someone has to finish last. Um, I think, I mean, if you had, if you had to make me choose, I'd say Auburn, but I mean, but it could be, I mean, it could be any n- number of like three or four different teams that pr- that none of them think they're going to be anywhere close to that this year. Right. 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 And, and then big 12, like, you know, if you ask me who the favorite is to win the Big 12 title, I might give you like half the conference.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: because uh, like, like half the teams could win it.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I've been big on on Baylor um, this offseason. I think that they're poised for a really good year this year. Um, but the same could be said for Oklahoma. Same could be said for Oklahoma State. I'm, I'm a fan of Texas Tech's hire and some of the things they've been doing. Um, I don't necessarily think this is their year, but I, I do think um, that they're – upgrading um there and then yes texas fans i mean they're going 15 and oh yeah so
1: but um but you know that that's what this time of year is for because, oh, yeah like you've got like february through july to like pick out all your team's warts but then like once august gets here that's it's time to just like it, it's kool-aid play. time yeah like everyone just finds that path of like okay this is how we're going to do it this is the year where everything goes <laughs> so.
0: no doubt no doubt that's right yeah, I'm. I'm also pretty big on Kansas State too. Um yeah. they've been getting a little bit of dark horse Big Twelve love. Um, obviously, Deuce Vaughn uh, is a total stud at running back. Um, they've got some some NFL caliber guys on on defense um, on the O line as well. Um, Adrian Martinez, you know, coming over from Nebraska, um, they 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 might run the like like the, the triple option <laughs> with with him and Vaughn in the backfield. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, uh. I'm trying to think of what my you know big if I have like a a, a semi hot take and um you know it might be that the the Big Ten may be more likely to get into teams than the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting yeah. to buy in on Michigan and you know a few months ago I, I really I was pretty down on them still. Um, got the, I was like yeah they lost a lot of NFL guys you know both those defensive ends lost Daxon Hill, um a couple of alignment and a running back. Um, now I'm a little scared by what they're doing with their quarterback situation. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that, but yeah. um, Harbaugh came out and said, well, one guy's going to start game one, the other guy's going to start game two, and then we're going to, you know, do something after that <laughs> and, and try to figure it out. But, um, th- like, I've, I've long been a Harbaugh hater, and I've come back around on him, but then he does stuff like this, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, just be a, just be a normal guy. <laughs> um. But, you know, obviously I think Ohio State's one of the best teams in the country, but um, Michigan, I think they might be a team, you know, if uh, if they get more out of their offense this year, they could be right back in the hunt.
1: Yeah. And I'm in- interested too in uh, Michigan State and what Mel Hucker's going to do there. This yeah,
2: I am you know, too. They,
1: they came so much out of nowhere last year. So it's, um, you know, and you see that all the time where teams have kind of that peak season and then they kind of just dip back down to what they normally are. So it's, yeah, you wonder like, is this them ascending or was this kind of just everything fell right that one season? Right. Yeah.
2: I, I I'm curious about that myself and, and I was gonna gonna go with your your take where you're saying, Okay, well BYU I think is gonna have a good good year. Um I was gonna say the same with Cincinnati and Michigan State. I, I think I think both can both have to prove themselves this year. Um, Cincinnati is going to come into the season so slighted because they fell all the way to twenty three, you know, after being in the playoffs, and so it, it's. Uh, it, but I, I think they, I think they can repeat what they've been doing, um, and I, but Miss, Michigan State, I don't know, I don't know if I'm ready to say that they're going to have an improvement from last season. Uh, I would have to watch the first couple games and see. But I really, by midway through last season, I was so bought into Mel Tucker and, and just their running game and just everything they were doing that I do think that in the next few years, I do, I do think they're trending upwards. So I, I maybe this isn't the year that they win the whole thing, but I think they're trending in the direction they're wanting to.
0: Well, you look at, like uh, like, what they're doing in recruiting – recently um they had as as impressive of a visit list over the summer as anybody in the country now they're not going to go land all those guys but they're getting big time talent to visit them and at least give them a look when Mm -hmm. that that wasn't always the case in the past but um when I think of a team like Michigan State you know like it's kind of crazy how like you know after the COVID year like how much change there was in kind of the the perennial like top 25 caliber teams like uh, you had Iowa state who was preseason top 10 last year, North Carolina and teams like that. Um, and like, then you had teams come on like Michigan state and Pitt and NC state. And like um, there's, there's not real parody at the top, but like after that, you know, you know, first couple of teams, you know, at the top there's, you know, 30 or 40 teams just kind of duking it out for, <laughs> for like in that, in that next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I think the biggest thing is just like the biggest thing that would help the sport is if we can get something in like last year where you have like one, if not two first time participants in the playoff, because you know I think right. so many people, you know, whether it's fair or not say, Oh, it's the same, you know, four to six teams in there every year. Um, and so it's like, if you can continue to show that, well, like, yes, there are going to be teams like Alabama or Clemson or Ohio state, they're going to be in there a ton. Like, you want to show that there is still a path to to get there, even if you're not one of those like extreme blue blood teams. Absolutely, right. yeah. and a And M could be a prime example of that. Of like a team that five years ago was like nowhere close. That this year, I mean, you know, and we'll get into this more later. But like this year, a team that if things go right, absolutely has a chance at that.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and like with that, like you know, if a if a team. If, if an outsider makes the playoff, that's just going to enhance their recruiting, and you know, like it, it, it kind of you know sets up to where, like, uh, like like Michigan for example, like just made the playoff, they should be you know trying to capitalize on that to you know get some of those more top tier recruits that are you know typically typically going to Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, or A and um, I think NIL is, is definitely playing a factor in that when, in, in recruiting. There's no doubt about it. Um, you're seeing teams like Miami, uh, really step it up in recruiting, uh, obviously Michigan state and, um, and Tennessee and, and just like, it, like all these different teams. And, uh, that's way more fun than just like Bama versus Ohio state part three or four. You know? yeah.
1: And that's, that's something that I brought up, you know, when we were in the middle of the whole, like Jimbo versus Saban fiasco earlier this off season. Um, and it's because even like independent of what Saban was saying, you know the whole narrative of Anum's recruiting class has basically been like, oh, people are like, oh, it's like you know, NIL is going to ruin college football because it's going to be oh, just the teams with the most resources are just going to get all their recruits. And I was like, you don't think Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and LSU have haven't had the most resources for the past like, <laughs> <20 years? laughs> like it's always been the teams with the most resources getting the recruits. Like the only difference is like now it's you don't have to dump it into you know, 50 different, like, analysts on your staff. You don't have to dump it into a new locker room every five years. Yeah. Know, instead of, like, all these very or- things where you're essentially just, like, laundering the money and, like, you know, to find a way to, to give a benefit <laughs> to the players, you can just say, here, here's some money. Come play here. You,
2: you don't have to dump it into a jack-in-the-box paper sack and yeah. hand it off. It'll
0: or or a or children's hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever it was the LSU was doing. <laughs> We'll be right back after this message from DraftKings. The wait is almost over, and a new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't miss offer. Bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets. Instantly. Want more action for opening night? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up by seven and you win. Bet on any NFL team of your choice and if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game you get paid instantly even if your team loses. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable and best of all you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
2: Well, um, Robert, you kind of alluded to this, so, so let's let's – Break down A and M a bit, and um, tell us what what are you excited for for this season? What are your reservations going into the year? Um, give us give us your outlook on on how our season is going to play out this year.
1: Um, well, as I as I said earlier, it's like this is like the worst possible time because we're the week of the first game, so like you know, like it's all just pure optimism. Oh least. yeah, but <laughs> uh, I mean, but this team, I mean, it really truly like there's no reason to think that it can't be like a great season. And and when I say great, I mean like 10 and two or greater Yeah, um, right. because everyone likes to rag on A&M and say, Oh, it's, they just go eight and four every single year. Um, but this time a year ago, even like those of us that are optimistic about what 2021 was going to be, I think most people said, okay, like our two question marks are quarterback and offensive line. Cause you're breaking mm-hmm. in a new quarterback in, in Haynes King, you're replacing four or five offensive linemen and then to compound that to then lose Haynes King not even five quarters into the season mm-hmm. and like lose your center you know have like multiple guards up for multiple games and then you're starting two two freshmen on the line like you had injuries at like the two areas you could least afford to have them at sure. arguably the two most important positions in football um like to have all that and have all due respect to zap causada but you know, have a guy give you like sub SEC caliber, <laughs> sure. Quarterback play as as yeah. we're in with with the Auburn depth chart for Anum to still go eight and four, and honestly, in in a position to have even done better than that if just the ball had bounced the right way a couple times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to not be optimistic, I guess, because you kind of look at you're like, how could we be worse than eight and four? Right. right. Just based on you know offensive of line there's no way we're not going to be better than that last year quarterback. There's no way we're not going to be better than we were last year. You know, really like almost every single position, whether it's because of just the depth already on the roster, or you look at that 2022 recruiting class and the guys that can come in and contribute right away. Um, I mean, it's hard to not say that you, like a should be better than probably every team on their schedule, but one.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. And- I mean,
1: it's, You know, I don't know if we want to do official predictions yet, but it's, uh, (laughs) I it's it's hard to like not look at this team and say like there's no reason that they shouldn't be contending, whether that's for the SEC West or just, um, you know, being in the top ten of the country.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think let's uh, keep it on the offensive side for for for, for a little bit here, but um, you know, like like last year, quarterback and O line, like you didn't have any depth and if just the slightest thing went wrong, that was going to derail things. And many things went wrong and it did derail things. Like, uh, even like after, after Calzada, you didn't have another quarterback that you could put in an SEC game. Um, you really didn't have five linemen that you felt good about rolling out there. Now you've got three quarterbacks. You feel good with, you got probably eight guys on the O-line you feel good about. So like, uh, it's just, I, I think back in like, I've got, it's almost like, uh, like nightmare flashbacks to that Arkansas game of how, like how poor the offense was, and I'm just like, that that performance and what we have now is just so night and day different. Like mm-hmm. it's it's yep. a totally different team, a totally different offense, and um, I'm to the point now where I'm just, I'm just excited to see it because I know it's going to be better, but I just want to see how much better.
2: Well, and I think that's what what I could say about this this season is this is the first time that I've really felt as if people just aren't paying attention. Um, you know, and that's funny to say when we're coming into the season ranked number six, but it's people are looking at last year's team and expecting that for this year. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand the, the puzzle pieces we were missing last year that we needed to get to this year to be able to put them into play. And, and so I think you see, a a complete transformation of especially the offense um you see a transformation at quarterback no matter if if hopefully you know knock on wood hopefully this doesn't happen but if king goes down again this year the putting max in i i have a lot more confidence in that and again all respect to calzada he did a lot of good things for our school but i just have a lot more confidence that max can get it done when not just when it needs to be done, but when it's Arkansas or Ole Miss or or a team that we should not lose against, you know. Right. And, and so um, this is, in recent memory, the number one year that I can say, man, I feel so confident about our team. And, and I'm not scared to – I mean, realistically, most times, whenever it's this point in the season – I'm excited. I'm like, oh man, we're, we're going yeah. to ship this year, but it's at the same time in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, well we could lose to them. Oh, we'll probably lose to them. We'll probably lose to them. And this is the first time that I just confidence looking at the schedule. I'm like, oh, we're better than them. We're better than them. We're better right. than them. And, and I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent, Robert on that. We're better than every other team on our schedule except for Bama. Yeah. And, and that's, that's just the way it is. So, if, it, if the cards fall right and we're able to defeat Bama once again, hey, this could be the year, you know. And um, I don't know. I have a lot of confidence that the team that we have currently isn't the same team that we're so accustomed to of losing games we shouldn't lose and, and that kind of thing. We're going to go in and, and really do what we need to do.
0: Handle business.
2: But it's hard to say because, I mean, there's just so many, you know, you identified the, the question marks perfectly, a quarterback and an offensive line. And while me knowing the team in depth, I'm like, well, yeah, we're, we got much better at both of those positions. I'm still a little bit, you know, the realist in the sense of, yeah, but that's still unproven. You know, we still have to prove that first.
0: Yeah. Sure. sure. Um I've I've got a question for you, Robert. Uh, in your years of, of following A and M, have you have you seen a freshman get as much like uh, praise and recognition this early on as Evan Stewart?
1: I think the only thing that comes close to it is is Christian Kirk back in 2015? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it was, um, because I mean, because you heard a lot of the same things of this, just that it was a guy that, you know, obviously. Was crazy athletic, but the thing that people bragged on was the fact that like he came in like he he knows the playbook, he know like he knows how to run routes, he like he knows how to be a receiver, and then yeah. he like, works as hard as anybody else does. Um, so like I think they're very different players, um, but like Kirk is the one like from the very beginning that I kind of drew that parallel in my mind It's just like what you're hearing about how people talk about him.
2: Yeah, and, I think that's I think, a perfect comparison. I think to...
1: I think Miles Garrett's the other one just because. Right. Once again, just like, you know, one of those players who just walked in the door, you know, as an early enrollee, but just like ready-made to start in the SEC.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I I would say Ricky Seals-Jones and Speedy Noel were both um, very highly considered those guys. And and that, to me, is the biggest impression that I've gotten from this past year's um, recruiting class is – each year we have one big five star that comes into the, the program and we're just waiting for them to get their nod. You know, it's Demond Demus or it's Jalen Jones, you know, it's, it's these, these guys that they were like, Oh man, whenever he gets out there, he's going to change the whole team. We got seven of those, <laughs> you know, in one class, <laughs> like that, that's, that's never happened uh, for us at all. And so um, to, that's I think the part that, that our opponents like to overlook and, and say, well, okay, yeah, you're going to be the same old, same old. No, we're, we didn't just recruit one five-star wide receiver. And then next year we're going to bring in one five-star line defensive lineman. You know, it's like, we got both of them in the same class. And oh yeah, we also got a five-star quarterback. And oh yeah, we also got, you know, all these, all these different guys at those positions. And and so um, I think that's what I'm most excited about for, for that is that yeah, um, we have so much talent just in one class.
0: Well, I think that like, like the point about the work ethic is 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 huge because like, we've seen guys with the with the raw ability that didn't want to put in the work and you know didn't want to like 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 go through the grind of, of practice and, and and do what it takes to to be truly really great and live up to it. But you know, I think obviously it, it appears that Evan has that. But looking at the rest of the class, like maybe I'm just looking at this with maroon glasses or, you know, it's just them just saying this. But that whole group seems very focused on, like, all they want to do is win a championship. And, like, they're going to show up and put in the work and do what it takes. And, like, th- their, their one goal in their mind is is winning a natty.
1: Yeah. Well, and and, you know, and you heard Jimbo talk about this on multiple interviews, talking about recruiting, which means he almost certainly said it. To the recruits as well, Um, he talked about you know it's like a part of his sales pitch was like, "Do you want to go somewhere and just be the next guy to do something, or do you want to be the first one to do something?" Because like because the first ones are the ones that they build statues of and things like Mm -hmm. that. And so I think that's probably is you know something that he sold those recruits on is that like 100
2: percent. Yeah,
1: I'll come here and you'll be like the first team in you know 80 plus years to win a national championship (laughs) championship (laughs) that everyone always remembers. As opposed to, if you go to Alabama, you could win two national titles. And they'll just be like, oh, yeah, great. Just hanging on the wall yeah. On, yeah. on your way to the NFL. Now.
2: Well, you weren't as Thanks. good as the, the 2008 team or, you know, whatever team yeah. that they want to compare it to. And and uh, I think to your point, Will, that you made earlier is that, yeah, we would have guys that may not have the work ethic that would come in and then they would kind of be lackadaisical, but they were able to. They could because even if they didn't put in the work ethic they're still the best receiver that we have on on the team you know i mean that's, that's how fair. speedy was speedy was yeah. he he was a very hot and cold type guy sometimes he was on it and he was out there just doing whatever he, i mean just just the best player on the field and then there was other times where he was in the in the uh, room playing Xbox while everybody else is headed to practice, you know, and it's like, hey, come on, are you gonna you gonna practice today or what's going on? And yeah. and but he knew that there was nobody that was gonna be better than him. And he wasn't gonna lose his spot. The talent that we have now, you don't know that. I don't care how good you are, you you're like, well, the, the these other guys are just as good as me, so I need to continue bringing it every day. And and that's that's the biggest key to you know, iron sharpens iron and you know, competition breeds competition and that, those kind of coach speak items is truly when, when you can't be complacent or you will lose your job, that forces you to be better, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's, at least I like to hope that that's what we'll
1: see. Right. Yeah. And I think I just, you know, position by position with that class. Um, I mean, and it goes hand in hand, like, you know, I think the one, if there is a weak spot in that class, it was linebacker, you know, missing out on Harold Perkins. Mm-hmm. And I think that translates to the field this year that, you know, if I like, probably the only position, you know, if you ask me like, okay, if we, if we lost a starter at this position, like, how would you feel? Like linebacker was the only one where I'd be like, Oh, well, that, that might get dicey.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: Um, Like every other position I'd be like, no, like plug and play, let's go. Right. Yeah,
2: I agree with you 100 percent on that. Well, and, and
1: I and I'll add a caveat there. Obviously, running back is a little bit different, just because even though we yeah. have we have talented guys, we don't have anyone else that does, but A.J. does.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But linebacker, uh, I made this point oh, a couple episodes ago, I think, that you know it's been the A and M joke for so many years that <laughs> can he play linebacker? You know, just because we we needed depth at the linebacker position, we we almost <laughs> never have it it's one of those positions that it's hard to have depth there because you don't want to allocate a whole bunch of numbers to a position where only two, two guys might play. Um, but at the same time, one of the things that I've seen since Jimbo has been here is we didn't have to rely on our linebackers to make every single play like we did when someone was here. It was like, like breaker, breaker, bust, you know, or, or uh, make it or break it with our linebackers. Well, someone was here, and, and I just haven't felt that way with, with Jimbo. And it might be because we've had great linebackers, but um, even knowing that, yeah, that's one that if we lose a guy or two, suddenly it's going to get dicey, I still feel confident that, hey, we'll be okay. You know, we, yeah. we've got the talent around those guys to where defense isn't even something that I'm even remotely worried about. <laughs> like, it's it's just we have such great talent that we're going to have a wonderful defense, you know
0: yeah one like on that point you know like uh i have flashbacks to that chick-fil-a bowl against duke and um i think it was uh jordan master giovanni and uh like it, it, it wasn't even a bad play by him but like just getting smoked by a duke guard because there was no d line to to keep blocks <laughs> off of it <laughs> I mean, yeah like uh like that's that has not been the case and it, it certainly won't be the case this year with, with the with, with the defensive line that we got yeah um I know I heard a um
1: I heard something from David Pollock uh this past week where yeah he was talking about a And M and he said something that I actually agree a ton with. He said how like it seems like everybody is either like hot or cold on a And M because you have you know on the one hand you have like Desmond Howard predicting a And is going to win the national championship, but it's like it's people either think they are going to like ascend and actually be a contender or people say no they're Texas eight and four. There's no like in between uh, right. opinions. Uh, but but he said he was like. It's like, but honestly, it's like with the way AM is recruited, he's like at a certain point, that gets hard to screw up. Yeah, no doubt. It's no like, doubt. It's like you have to you'd have to be really bad at your job to not win with those players. So
2: and that's kind of the point that I, I I thought about as I said that I'm not even worried about the defense. Is Jimbo's supposed to be this quarterback whisperer offensive coach, and since he's been at AM, all he's done is just recruited and recruited and recruited just brought in crazy defensive guys to where it's almost like no matter who you got on the as a defensive coordinator it's hard to screw it up with the amount of talent that we have at those positions and then Jimbo can focus on okay I need to focus on the offense and get the offense going and yeah. and so um, I'm I I can understand the sentiment towards A&M of thinking that we're not going to do anything with the talent that we have um, but what cracks me up is when people say, oh, well, classic A&M, they're going to have all this talent and they're not going to do anything with it. And it's like, but no, we've never had this talent yeah. before. You know, like, we, yeah, we we went eight and four with eight and four talent. Now we have 10 and two talent. If we keep going eight and four with 10 and two talent, okay, I get that. We haven't ever done that before. It's it's always been that we had pretty good classes, but not elite classes. And, yeah. The last four that we've had were elite. And my favorite, I go to this all the time, is your tweet when you broke out this past class and it still would have been, what, number four and number seven or something like that if it was two separate classes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 like, that to me is, like, mind-boggling to me because it's, like, technically the f- best five classes that we've had in A&M history have come over the last four class cycles right. and they're all yeah. on campus at one time
1: Yeah, it really was essentially two recruiting classes at once yeah exactly <laughs> and i'm sure you
0: guys have seen this from from people out there from, from several people in the media and I, I don't know why they can't just do a, a simple google search but um there's so many people out there that are saying that you know AM lost their entire front four and they're going to be relying on the true freshman guys you know this season and that's just so silly like there may yeah. not be a, a single true freshman start on the D-line. Like, they're going to play a lot, don't get me wrong, but you've got, you know, three former top 100 players there that are in their second or third year. Uh, a guy like Fidel Diggs and Isaiah Rakes, who are third-year players and and grown men in the trenches. And um, and those guys have played a ton. Like, yeah. Coming in having never played before. Yeah. Because that's the way
1: defensive line is. You have your starting four, but you don't just play four guys on the line. No, not at all. Right.
0: And sure, you're, like, you're going to see freshmen get in the mix because they're just too good to keep off the field. But uh, to say that we're relying on them on the D-line is is, is just false. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, go back to, you know, January, February, going into the offseason. I was, like, not concerned, but, like, slightly just kind of curious about the D-line this year because, you know, those four guys we lost had played so much in the past. And, you know, like, who was going to really step up and take that next step? And it seems like across the board, um, you know, the five guys who are non-true freshmen, like uh, Fadil Diggs, Tamisha Delier, um Isaiah Rakes, McKinley Jackson, Shamar Turner, like those kind of guys have taken their game to another level because uh, they probably feel that pressure behind them from those those freshman D linemen. But, like, those are guys that have been around and that have have stepped up. And now I'm like, yeah, like, this is going to be one of the top D lines in the country, like like no doubt, no
2: doubt. And and that's what the same people that would be saying that probably if you asked them a year ago would have no idea who Michael Clemens is, you know. For sure. and, and so, it, it happens every year. But heaven forbid, you know, <laughs> this this one year. Oh well, they're going to have a lot of youth at that position. Well, I'm perfectly okay with that. Whenever you look at the amount of stars that are in that yeah. youth group, you know? yeah.
1: But it's also like, you know, all, like all those people that say AM going to be like eight and four or worse. If AM does go like 10 and two, 11 and one, um, then like they're immediately going to turn around and say, well, yeah, of course they did. Like, look at the roster. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. And we're going to say, I, I tried to show you the roster. Oh, <laughs> <Yes. awesome." laughs>
2: oh they're always being excused because it's not their team. <laughs> you yeah. Know, so.
1: yeah. Well, and that's, you know, like, and I saw people that as soon as, um you know, we signed that top class, like, They try to spin it of like, oh, well, now like now the pressure's on, and it's like, what a great problem to have to say, oh, (laughs) now the pressure is on to win a title because players, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yeah,
2: perfectly good problem for me to have. I'm perfectly okay dealing with that battle and not the, oh well, we lost half of our recruits to Alabama.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Y'all's roster is so good. Better win a title with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think Jimbo has has higher expectations uh, than 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 the uh, media might. But <laughs> as far as a and m goes, um, I guess we can do some season predictions. Um, I think you know, obviously Alabama is you know by far the toughest opponent. But um, an interesting you know topic for me is like who is that second best team? On, on the schedule this season
1: man, that's a tough one man uh, and that's like something i've struggled with because i know a lot of people are talking up miami but you know it's still it's a first year coach in their third game um, mm-hmm. so no matter what crystal ball has done no matter what that staff has done or how the how well they're recruiting um, you know it's he's taken over a team that was pretty mediocre last year yeah, right. uh, like how much immediate change can they have um and then as i mentioned earlier i feel like the sec west is just this like big amorphous blob where you can go up and down where arkansas like i think they'll be good but you know but like but do they carry that forward you know do they do they lose some of that momentum from last year lsu has a new coach ole Miss has two brand new coordinators auburn has two brand new coordinators mississippi state has Mike Leach. And it seems like anytime any Mike <laughs> Leach team has any amount of expectations, they tend to underwhelm. Um so, good point. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you could talk me into almost like any scenario, um, like between those, you know, those five non Alabama teams of how this thing's going to play out. Yeah. yeah I'm,
2: and- I'm with you a hundred percent on that to where it it's, I go back and forth and it, it depends on the day that you ask me. Cause like, Right today, I've been kind of thinking more of like, man, Miami's going to be a really good team. They're, they're going to be a tough team to play. I'll actually say that I'm glad that we play them week three and not week 10, you know, because I, I think they we will see them come about. And um, I have a lot of confidence in Arkansas. I don't know what it is. I, I wish they weren't as good coming into the season as they are, but I just think that, I think that they're the real deal. Um, Mississippi State complete wild card. Uh, you got the Leach wild card. You got the for some reason they beat A and M all the time wild card. I mean it'll, it's probably, just, it'll
0: probably be eleven a.m. over there. Yeah,
2: I just hope that we beat Ole Miss into the into the dirt this year. Um, <laughs> with how much Lane Kiffin likes to to prod at us um, from Nick Saban's shadow, so yeah. that would be that would be a good good one to win, but but LSU, I'm
0: like, I was about to say, I, like, like, like you could talk me into them being the second, second toughest team, just because, yeah, like, uh, like at least it's at home, like that gives me some more confidence. It's not over there, but like, they have still got talent, and you know, as much grief as we give Brian Kelly, he's still a good football coach. He's still a good, I mean,
2: good like, coach, yeah. one yeah. um,
0: Like, they're especially like, like their receivers and their D line are are pretty loaded with with some some high end talent um i have no idea what to expect from their quarterback at all like if 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 that position sucks then you know they, they could go six and six but um if they get a guy who's competent and can get the ball to some of those guys then uh it, it could be it could be a, a pretty good matchup yeah but i'm with you on mississippi state too like um that's if i had to pick one i'm picking them um i've it was between them and arkansas for a bit i've i've kind of weekend on arkansas i'm like uh eh, i think we might we might be able to run the ball on them quite a bit but um mississippi state for whatever reason just scares me but honestly you know as we get into our official predictions we should beat all these teams like no, yeah. like if 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 we play a clean game and you know if uh don't turn the ball over like four or five times in a game there's no reason why we shouldn't win every game you know except for alabama and maybe maybe even alabama
2: Well, outside of Bama, I think one thing that gives me confidence is that the teams that I am most worried about at this point in in time, which would be Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss, are three teams that we have something to prove against this year. Um, So I really hope that we go into that with that feeling. But then we also have something to prove against Bama. So um, it it just gives me confidence that these teams that – I am mildly concerned about are also teams that beat us last year and that we need to get that back, you know? And so that, that's my hope is that, that we go and and show up against those teams strictly because they beat us last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think especially I, I've always said, and I don't know why it is, but like, like there's nothing that bothers me more than losing to Mississippi State. (laughs) Me too. Like only just because it's just, I mean, it's, it's not like a name program. It's not like this blue blood that you're like, okay, yeah, of course we lost to them. Um, But yeah, they've somehow managed to beat A&M like at least half the time. Yeah. Uh, So yes, like, so I'm very much looking forward to getting back in the wind column on that one. Yeah. Well,
2: I, I, I'll tell you what really (laughs) aggravates me about Mississippi State is that Chrome helmet that we did in what 2014 um, was one of my favorite helmets and like the uniform it got a lot of grief because it really didn't look all that great on tv but seeing that having that uniform in person like it's so cool with the texas around the numbers and all of that and so but that was my first one that i was really a part of on the surprise and and so i got all excited about that you know and then we lost, and now everybody hates that that uniform. Yeah. And that always happened on our, like, best uniforms we came out with. We'd lose, and then everybody's like, oh, that was the ugliest uniform we ever had. And I'm like, you wouldn't be saying that if we won that game. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Mississippi State has done that to us a couple times. And
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I always assumed it, and Chase, you can probably confirm this. Like was, that like, was Adidas, like, forcing, like, wanting those, like, matchups with – the uniforms on mississippi state just because it was two adidas schools
2: you know i don't know the answer to that uh i would i would tell you if i knew the answer to it um i would think so uh, because at the time nike was really pushing stuff um so i i would think so really i think they probably just wanted a rematch of it they wanted to they they caught lightning in a bottle kinda, Kinda (laughs) haha <laughs> tongue-in-cheek because yeah. johnny was there uh, in the in the snowball uh matchup but oh yeah i think they wanted to replicate that you know And i think that's why they they did that uh the other part of it was just just um i think partly because our logos and colors are so identical that it made a distinction <laughs> yeah. i think that that played a part into it too but um but I don't know if there was anything specifically from Adidas that really pushed that or not, because sure. to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of the times when we would do those, it was just like a few of us in the equipment room, like the whole, the whole thing when we, when we re-wore the LSU, I, I tweeted you about this the other day, those, those glow in the dark uniforms yeah. that we re <laughs> Um that was solely on us where we were like, We're like, we gotta wear those at a night game. We gotta wear those at a night game. And LSU, they'll wear they'll wear white at home. Let's go talk to someone about that. And someone didn't care at all. So we go and be like, hey, can we wear these again? And he's like, yeah, sure. Uh, But what people don't know, and I know that you know this, but um, all of those helmets are we order them a year in advance, just about, and and they're specific to each player. And we only have like maybe five or ten extras and and so you can't just wear them again next year because you have a whole different team of guys with a whole different um size helmets and all you know their face masks are different and so a lot of guys they would change their face masks mid-year but because we ordered that helmet back in january it would come in with our old face mask and they'd throw a hissy fit about it and it's like well sorry, you know, <laughs> you should have changed your <laughs> helmet before we ordered them, you know? And so, yeah. Cause um, I, I, I think most
1: people probably don't know that like, even like the standard uniforms and you're getting like brand new jerseys and everything like every year, you're getting helmets reconditioned every year. Like you're not just, yeah. like, it's not, you know, it's not like, you know, junior high where you're just like wearing the same jerseys for a decade.
2: Right. Right. It's, it's very much a, you know, we would have the game helmets and we would have a couple extras and that was about it. You know, And then every year it was switching them in and out. So, I can only imagine it's probably a lot easier now that they only wear one helmet. Um, but yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't know what the logistics of it look like today. You know, it's probably quite a bit different than it was a couple of years ago, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I guess, uh, as we wrap up, um, any, any final thoughts, uh, any, any, any final, uh, predictions on the season?
2: Oh, let me, let me answer Pierce's Pierce's question real quick. All right. Um, Pierce had a really good question here. Uh, are the three teams I'm concerned about, am I concerned just because they beat us last year or am I concerned? Um, I, I'm I'm not concerned about them just because they beat us last year. I'm concerned about them from the standpoint of they're all good teams and they all bring consistency that the other teams in the SEC don't. Um, and so those are ones that I'm concerned with just from... You know, Mike Leach's teams, they're complete and total. You don't know what you're going to get. You know, you might get what we got last year and and they just beat us up, you know. Or you might get a dud, you know, and, and run the table on them. So it, it's – those teams are just teams that at the present moment in time I think are the top tier of the SEC West. And it just so happens that we lost to them last year, which gives us a little chip on our shoulder going into playing them and I love to have a chip on my shoulder going into playing a team that is going to be a hard team to beat, you know? So, um, yeah. versus if we would have, if we would have beat Arkansas last year and we go in to play them this year and they're, you know, potentially the second best team that we play, then we're not going to play up to them because we're going to be playing and saying, oh, well, we beat them nine years in a row. You know, it's just Arkansas. Yeah. And we'll, we'll kind of doubt them, but this year we don't have that. Cause we're like, no, man, we beat them eight years in a the run. Then they beat us. We need to beat them, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, well, and like all those games are in a row, which is, which is going to be difficult. So yeah. Yeah.
2: Um. Anyways, back to what you said, is there any other, any other things you want to, you want to say, Robert, any other things that we didn't cover uh, about the season that points we should um, make?
1: Man, I'm just, I'm just excited just to get this season started just because I feel like these, the first few weeks, in some ways are like the most fun part of the season only because I mean, like all these things that we talked about here for the past hour, like half of this stuff a month into the season is just going to get thrown out the window. Gonna be oh, no different. doubt. <laughs> so it's just really fun, like watching the games and, and like, you kind of figure out as you go, like who is actually good, who, who isn't and, just you know the way like every season is its own little special snowflake so yeah it's know.
2: like a like the new car smell you know yeah. you, you enjoy it while you can and then it gets into the meat of the season and you're like man this car sucks
1: yeah you know, like, <laughs> I, like
2: a <laughs> I want my old truck back
1: but no, uh, man, um, i'm ready to get rolling I, i'm i'm pumped about an a&m yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I think it could be a great year so i just like just hope things fall right for us, because because yeah. I mean, every team, like you know, outside of maybe Alabama, like every team, you know, no matter how talented or how good they are, like you also need some luck along the way. Definitely, no so, doubt, no doubt. Hope that those two things can kind of come together at the right moment. Yeah. Now,
2: now, do you have season tickets, or or do you I, are you I, going I, to you, any games? So I, if you don't,
1: yeah, I have a four year old at home that he was the big catalyst for me dropping those, just because it was. Sure. It was hard to get down there often enough to justify season tickets, but um, I'll be down there for Miami, though. I haven't been down in a couple of years. So, yeah, nice. Yeah. I'm excited we'll, about that one.
2: We will both be at Miami, too. So, we'll have to make it a point to to see uh, you. Maybe, maybe I can talk Montana into letting us get a little locker room tour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <You do> that. <laughs> That'd
0: be dope. Hey, uh, on that note, real quick before we get out of here, I was going to ask Robert um, is this current iteration of the AM uniforms the best that, that we've had in, in your lifetime?
1: Um, I don't know.
0: I mean, I would like honestly go. I think it was the
1: I say it was like 04 under Francioni is when we kind of went back to like you know, because we had like the maroon face mask and we kind of like messed around with a lot of different commas. And it was like that's when we went back to the white face masks, but mm-hmm. still had that original like kind of Nike template, right? I really love those. I feel like the ones now it's a great, like, it's a great modern take on those because like the just the. All of the materials and everything are better, so it ultimately looks better on the field, right. um, just because of the materials used. But I mean, I'm still a sucker for you know what, and a lot of this is just because, I mean, I know I really just mentioned like a Fran era uniform, talking, about it, but <laughs> so much of like why I think a lot of us think that this uniform now looks so good is because it looks like what they wore in like the '90s when yeah when really kind of Anim's heyday of like you know to, like winning conference championships right. Every- here.
2: yeah absolutely what what were you a fan of the shoulder stripes or, or do you like losing the shoulder stripes
1: you know i, I really liked him at the time just because i felt like it gave a&m something that was kind of unique and it was like uh, you turned on the tv and as soon as you saw saw the shoulder stripes you knew it was a&m yeah um so like i do like and i would have been fine if they did like every other uniform change that they did but they still kept the shoulder stripes i think yeah. that would look great
2: Oh, I'm glad to have you on my <laughs> team on that because I have given Montana and Matt and Goose all so much grief about that like man, y'all could have had a perfect uniform but you got rid of the
1: shoulder stripes. Yeah. That,
0: that, <laughs> probably, I, I 1000% agree with that.
1: Probably the other one was I felt like like the helmet started looking dated. Like I like just the matte, you know, like that kind of satin finish was a little yeah. dated. Um yeah. like I think the, like the numbers were too small, and the beveling really just kind of cluttered it up a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. So I, like, I mean, I, I agree. I think you could have streamlined it. I think it would have looked really slick. But that said, I still love what we have now.
2: Yeah, I do yeah, too.
1: yeah.
0: And also, it, it wouldn't bother me at all if they had just brought back the the ones they wore against Kentucky and just worn those full time. <laughs> I, th- I thought those yeah. looked so it looked, it looked so sharp. But
1: I'm not a fan of uh, like you know they did like the like the faux like mesh holes. Yeah, on- yeah, which like it was a cool idea, but ultimately you're like, okay, like the, the holes in the mesh, that was a flaw, not a, like, not, not, you know, not an attribute you need to like replicate in future designs. You know? sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. But you know, Matt, it, Matt is a lot like probably you and I are, cause I know you're, you know, with your Photoshop skills and mine that I, you know, mm. the artistic piece, it's those little fine details that really make it, you know? Yeah. And, and so Matt is very big and that's why, all of our throwbacks have been so good because Matt's such a big time AM football historian that he wants it to look perfect. And yeah. a lot of times it, it looks as close to perfect as possible, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've I talked to a lot of people about that because people point out like, you know, like alternate uniforms that he just has done for other schools that like were just terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always said it's like, I mean, part of it is like having someone on the school side because, you know, he just can design something in some places. will just say, yeah, that looks great. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so as I get, but it's having people on the staff that know like what they want their school to look like that can say no, or can, you know, can you get pushback and can get feedback for sure. But, but a always had.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's one more question that comes from my wife, Brittany. Um, she asked, uh, how many pairs of maroon shoes does Robert own? And did he keep? Did, did he scoop the Adidas boosts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did
1: not, I did not get the new ones though. I was, I don't know. I wasn't sold on them. Because because I'm really, as much as like, I mean, I talk about shoes all the time. I'm actually pretty picky about what I buy for myself. <laughs> uh, so I'll talk about a lot more shoes than I actually buy. Um, but I have, I think I have three maroon pairs. So I have one, second like old the like Adidas Aniki Nike, uh, that is mm-hmm. like a white pair with the maroon stripes. Um, I have some maroon NMDs, and then I have a, my newest pair that I just got uh, earlier this year. It have the the Bordeaux, uh, Jordan ones. Oh nice. oh, nice. Breaking, yeah. breaking with the, you know, the school brand affiliation. But... <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs>
2: I'll tell you what the Adidas ultra boots are by far the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn in my lifetime. Yeah, I need to get
1: some new ones. Cause the ones I still have like 3.0s from 2017. And so mm-hmm. they've definitely like bottomed out because like, they're so comfortable, but you know, it used to be that I like wear some other shoes over the course of the week. And then I'd throw those on and you'd just be like, Oh my gosh, I forgot how comfortable these were. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're kind of just you just put them on and you're like, yeah, they're fine.
2: So, I've got yeah. I've got two pair from 2012 and back Oof. I mean they they look like dad shoes really, but um but oh my god, are they the most comfortable shoes? And I'll wear them all the time and I'll I'll look at pictures of myself wearing them. And I'm like, man, I look like some of these. Some of these grandpa out there in those tennis shoes, but man, are they comfortable. It yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, like I, I, I saw the, the uh, boost that got released uh, a few weeks back and that was really the first like A&M, like maroon shoe that I saw that I was like, man, I really, really want to buy those. But, uh, I just bought new shoes for the first time in like three years. I bought some on clouds and I'm like, man, if these had come out just a week sooner, I, I probably would have <laughs> bought them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, that's even for me, even to someone who is, someone I get a sneakerhead and I, you know, I've done, I, I bought, I, bu- I buy like probably two or three pair a year. So I'm not like ridiculous, but that's a lot more than the average person buys, certainly. Mm-hmm. But even with that, like, I'm still pretty ju- judicious of like, something will come out and I'm like, oh, I like it. But like, I know this other thing's coming out in like four months and I really <laughs> <Yeah>. want to <it. laughs> hold off.
2: That's how I am with my iPhone right now. I'm like, I, I need a new one really bad, but I'm like, I'm not about to go buy one. A week and a half before they release the new one, you know, I yeah. might as well just wait to the new one.
0: I'm I'm with you on that for sure. <laughs> um, well, shoot, y'all, uh, it's it's game week. Uh, this was a great episode. I'm fired up. I know you guys are fired up. Um, Robert, I appreciate you coming on. It's great to have you. Um, yes, thank you. If your uh if your schedule allows, I might try to get you back on at some point during the season. Uh, maybe after a big big Bama win or something like that. But yeah. um, th- this was definitely a lot of fun
1: yeah guys this has been awesome so thanks for having me on it's been long overdue
2: yes thank you for joining us if if you don't already which if you're an aggie fan i'm sure you already do follow at rcbo5 on twitter uh and thanks again for joining us and by the way one thing that we didn't mention but i'll just mention it before we go haynes king is officially our starting quarterback I thought about that (laughs) halfway through that we hadn't said it yet. (laughs) Now we can check that box and we did it. (laughs) Well, take care, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Wednesday.
0: Appreciate it. Bye, y'all. Thanks.